You're listening to the Life Church Livonia podcast, a show where you can hear the teachings from our weekend gatherings. You can catch the full service on our Facebook or YouTube and head over to our website if you'd like to give. Here we're real people following a real God and experiencing real life. Welcome to Life Church Livonia. Good morning, Life Church Livonia. I'm Josh, one of the pastors from Life Church Southfield, and I am so great. I'm just happy to be with you, grateful to be able to um, spend some time with you in this series. If you don't know what series we're in, you should, because the title is hilarious to me. Life is hard, but it's harder when we're stupid. Now look, none of us are saying you're stupid or I'm stupid, but if you're honest with yourself, you have done some stupid stuff because I know I have. In fact, the first time I heard this title, I had a top 10 of my stupidest moments flash through my mind. The stupidest moments that made my life harder. And so what we're trying to do is talk through using the book of Proverbs, how we can live better. So we're not, um, so we're engaging all the hard life and not making it harder, but we're living better. And so today, the subject that I want to talk about is a subject that I am very, um, it, in fact, I am been walking with this thing for the most, most of my life, anger. We're going to be talking about anger. Proverbs says a whole lot about anger. And um, my mom, I was talking to her about this sermon, and she told me that she knew I had an anger issue when I was in second grade. That, that's, look, that's crazy, y'all. I was seven years old. I can remember, the first time I can remember anger is my teacher in third grade telling my mom I needed to go get counseling because he, uh, he's just tearing up stuff. He's just too angry. And the counseling didn't take, I'm going to be honest with you. So in middle school, my mom tried to get me some mentors and that didn't take. And I struggled through anger until I um, found a youth pastor who was trained to deal with angry kids and, and help me work through some of it. And so um, I would say that I have an anger issue that has been worked out and has to constantly be um, watched. But most of you don't have an anger issue. You just have encounters with anger. And I might, you know, you, you might say, no, I don't, I don't even encounter anger. Let me give you some ways that we encounter anger that you might have encountered anger. Anybody ever do some road rage? Any of you ever took the long way home? You, you, you should have gone off at that stop, but you took four more stops because you wanted to follow somebody who had cut you off because you want Hawk smash. You see, let me tell you a little bit about Hawk. Hawk deals in anger all the time. And in fact, he gets green when he gets angry. And the angrier Hawk gets, the more he smashes. And so following somebody is Hulk smashing. How about this one? Keying somebody's car. They got you so mad that you put your initials on their car. Hulk smash. How about this? Cutting family members off. You're not even going to talk to them. They didn't even know that you defriended them on Facebook. They just found out because you're so angry. Hulk smash. How about this one? Speaking fluent anger to your boss. You, you don't know what fluent anger is? That's called cursing. You ever curse somebody out? You ever speak fluent anger? That's called Hulk smashing. You ever talk behind, talk about somebody behind their back so much to try to destroy them, tear down their reputation? That is called Hulk smash. Uh, you ever um, break something, burn something because you were so angry? Hulk smash. You ever wish something so bad on somebody was if you were praying to God for it because you were so angry? Hulk smash. You ever harbor anger and bitterness for years and years and years? 
Hulk smash. You get the idea of what I'm saying is whether you have an anger issue um, or not, you encounter anger throughout your life. And when you do, like Hawk, we tend to get angrier and angrier. And Hawk, when he gets angrier, by the way, gets stupider, by the way. He just becomes more animal, just I'm going to tear stuff up. And we destroy stuff. And so today we're going to look at Proverbs and we're going to look at two questions that we need to answer to help us do better um, when it comes to the issue of anger. And the two questions are simply this. What are some of the destinations of anger? See, anger will take you places you never thought you could go. You will find yourself at a destination. And we'll look at three of those. And here's the second question. How can I navigate away or around or through anger? See, because anger will take me places I did not want to go, have me doing stuff I never thought I could do. And so I clearly need to understand how I can navigate away from or around anger. Let's pray. And I got a lot to share. Father God, we are just asking that you do kingdom business in our hearts today, that the words that I'm speaking, Lord, you would adjust them um, so that they uh, uh are, are really speaking to the hearts of each of us, Lord, and then that your Holy Spirit would do kingdom business in our hearts so that we would um, be people uh, of God, people who um, act um, not in anger, but out of love. We just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to get right to these. There's three destinations. If I'm angry and I end up acting in that anger, I find myself in three situations. The first one um, can be found here in Proverbs 29, 22, the first part of the verse. And it says this. It says, an angry person stirs up conflict. When I'm in anger, I... I, I am in conflict, not sometimes even with myself, but I'm talking about in relationships around me and what tends to happen. Now watch this, because here's the first destination. Um, when I'm angry, I cause conflict and conflict causes dissension. An angry person has dissension in their relationships. Any of us have dissension um, in some of our relationships? Any of us have division in our relationships right now? How many know a lot of that has to do with somebody angered you? Somebody hurt you and it caused you to get angry and now there's some dissension. Um, it, 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 what's interesting to me is I, I'm a former middle school teacher and a middle school dean and I'm telling you, a kid would come in and get, somebody would say something that would hurt them and the next day you would see um, three different cliques, three different groups of people who took three different sides because of this one issue. All of a sudden kids aren't talking to each other in the class. All of a sudden they have their own little cliques. Then you start to see people isolating. You see people talking about each other. You see people stirring up stuff. You see people picking on all of this division over one. And when you get to the bottom of it, it'd be some stupid stuff. One of the time the girl said she looked at my shoes wrong. And it caused three different groups of people to be angry about. It was crazy. It was crazy over some shoes. Now, I, you know, some of us love shoes. I like shoes. So maybe you're like, I get it. That's some foolishness. That's a lot of dissension. I had to take a whole class hour to figure out um, what was going on only. And I, I got to be honest with you, I busted out laughing when I found out it was about shoes, which didn't help the situation. But it was just too funny to me. You may say, yeah, our kids do that. What about us? What about grown folk? Any of you? had anger issues and it caused you to Hulk smash a relationship? 
Um, how about this? You find out that your neighbor's um, leaves blew on your yard because they didn't rake them when they should have raked them. I know some of you think that's stupid, but I'm telling you, <laughs> I have seen people mad at somebody. And then when I find out it's because of unraked leaves, um, the apple tree in their yard, apples are falling in my yard and they don't clean them up. The neighbor let the music play loud and had a bonfire the one night and woke me up. And now I don't want to, um, you know, I'm angry at them. You, you, you hear what I'm saying? Neighbors. How about political beliefs? Hello. If you don't think we have some anger issues, just let somebody say something politically that you don't believe and watch how the tension rises. It's crazy. Um, we have class. If you make more money or you don't right? the 99 and the 1%, we're angry at each other. Um, we have uh, racial issues. We have gender issues and all this stuff causes anger and then causes dissension in these relationships between these groups. Hulk smash. You know, even within our own lives, we see that when we're angry, there's dissension in our family. There's dis dis dissension with the spouse. There's dissension with kids. There's dissension with an ex-friend, a co-worker. We see these relationships having divides and rifts because of anger. You understand what I'm saying, that anger, the first destination is dissension in relationships. Here's the second destination. It's the second part of that um, verse. And it's still in Proverbs 29 two. let me read the whole verse. An angry person stirs up conflict. Now watch, it's about to give us a different level of anger right here. An angry person stirs up conflict, but watch this, a hot tempered. Now I've gone to hot. The level has raised, has risen. A hot tempered person commits many sins. Wow. Let me read in Matthew 20 and 522 what it says, because this is this kind of piggybacks off it. But I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without cause shall be in danger of judgment. You know what this is saying when it says without cause, it's saying when you are angry with somebody for a selfish reason, when you are angry with somebody um, and your reason is not a godly reason, it's a problem it becomes sin and you can be judged for it. That's crazy to me because what's that saying is, is it's not just I acted in anger, that if I have anger for the wrong reasons, I could be in trouble, that it's sin. If I just am angry for the wrong reasons, for selfish reasons and ungodly reasons, I am sinning. But most of us, cause see, sometimes people say, well, I didn't act in my anger. Well, was your anger justified? Was it godly? That's, you know, that's what God is saying. Let's take it a step further. But most of us understand this, that when we're angry, we tend to do stuff to other people. You know what I'm talking about? Um, somebody hawk smashed you. They got you. And so now you got to hawk smash them, right? You got me. So I get you. You know what I'm talking about? When somebody does something to you that angers you, and now you got to get them because they got you. Think about this. Um, um, they, they, they didn't rake their leaves and I'm laughing because I, I keep bringing up these rake leaves because last year I was really angry at my neighbor because of leaves. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm the one who has the leaf problem people. Okay. I saw him blowing his leaves literally on my lawn and, and, and I was, I, I almost lost it. It's stupid. It's leaves. And what I, you know what I first thought? I'm just going to be really honest. I wanted to blow the leaves back on his. See, cause you got me, I'm going to get you. And I thought to myself, I know, please pray for me. I thought to myself, I should blow more leaves on his yard. 
Now, I didn't go through with it, but look, the, the scripture says my whole angry attitude was sinful. Forget that I didn't follow through with it. And I have a bigger blower, by the way. I could have blew way more. Okay, let me stop because I don't. Let me, st <laughs> let me stop. You understand an eye for an eye is sinful. You got me, so I get you. You know what? You hurt me, so now I'm going to gossip about you. I'm going to ruin your relationship. You got me, so now I'm going to get you. It's sinful. You did something to me, so now I'm going to, you know, scream and curse you out. I'm going to get you. It's sinful behavior. You know what's interesting about this is um, when I first moved into the house I'm in, um, we had these neighbors across the street who were our age. Um, and they would get in the summertime for some reason, it was on and popping at least once a week, they would get into arguments. And so she would always lock him out. He'd always kick on the door and do crazy stuff. She would be, you know, yelling out the window, sometimes throwing his clothes out the window. He'd be, um, bursting tires. Sometimes she would come out and slap him. It was now, let me say this. If when it would happen at one in the morning, it was really angry because I'm trying to sleep. But if it happened at nine, it was entertainment. I'm just going to be honest with you. I was like, oh boy, get the popcorn because here we go. And they, what was interesting is their friends, first of all, they had dissension in their relationship. Now watch this. And then their friends would choose sides. So now her friends are angry at his friends and now there's a big uh, yellow rama, I guess you could call it. And then it would um, snowball into them doing crazy, you know, sinful behaviors. Anger will take you places you do not want to go. You will find relationships broken you never thought could be broken because of dissension. You will find that you have done stuff you never thought you could do. Sinful behavior. Here's the third destination. <clears throat> Proverbs 14, 7 says this. A quick-tempered... Let me stop. We went from anger to hot-tempered, to now quick-tempered. This is interesting because there's some levels of anger going on here. A quick-tempered person does foolish things, and the one who devises evil schemes is hated. This means I have been thinking about, I've been planning to do something to you. This is interesting. It says foolish things. You know, let me give you um, the, the actual destination. It causes us to act crazy. Yeah, anger causes us, and, and here's the thing, as it simmers, as I get more and more angry, by the way, Hawk, the more angry he gets, the stronger he gets, the bigger he gets. The more impenetrable his skin becomes, that so, which means it's harder to get to him, to talk to him, to walk him off, the, to bring him back from the ledge. See, um, uh, what you gotta understand is there is an anger taking us, we'll be so angry that um, uh, we will do crazy acts. Let me give you some ideas of crazy acts. Slashing tires. I'm angry at you and I'm gonna slash your tires. I know nobody here has ever done that. Um, I actually haven't, honestly. Um, I would tell you, because I told you the leaf story, I would tell you. Um, but I thought about it. I have thought about it. Um, um, hating somebody um, for years and years and even after they passed, you know, I had a lady tell me one time, I'm not coming to my ex-husband's funeral because I, I hate him. I can't stand him. He's, he's dead. He's dead. 
And then I saw her about seven years ago and, and she was still talking about how, and I thought to myself, if she was the one who dug the grave, she'd have done, dug it 18 feet deep. She wouldn't have let him rest at six. She'd have went to 18 feet. Cause she was, he's, he's been passed for seven years and she, you know how crazy that is? They're gone. Um, how about this? Um, it has people doing drive-bys. We see in um, certain cultures that people just drive by and shoot people up. See, we don't, we don't do drive-bys with bullets, but you know what we do do drive-bys with? I found this to be true in marriage counseling with our words. We'll do a drive-by real quick, say all sorts of crazy stuff and walk off and feel good about it for the first five minutes. Y'all know what I'm talking about. But let me tell you the craziest story I've probably heard about anger. In 2006, this astronaut, listen to me, this is the crazy, she's called the diaper astronaut, and I'm about to explain to you why. In 2006, this genius level lady who worked at NASA was in a relationship with another guy who had worked at NASA, and they had broken up. He had broken her heart and moved on to California. And she heard now that he was in another relationship. And so this genius lady who worked at NASA, who was extremely smart, um, she was an engineer, she was good at problem solving, um, thought the best way to solve this problem was to drive 950 miles to confront him. Now, let me say this. Why couldn't she have just taken an airplane? Why drive 950 miles unless you just want to seethe in it? But that's not the craziest part. It is crazy. The crazy part is she then get an astronaut diaper and put it on and said, you know what? I'm going to drive and not stop for um, bathroom breaks. That's crazy. She's wearing a grown up huggy. Crazy. You understand how crazy that is? And first, second of all, you got to stop to get gas anyway. What are we talking about, people? This is crazy. I'm not even thinking right anymore. I'm in a diaper for 950 miles. That is ridiculous. And then she shows up and kills somebody. Craziness. Anger will have you. If you get angry enough, you may not say you'll do it, but I'm telling you, you've, you may have never thought about wearing a diaper, but you can imagine in your mind you've gotten close to doing something that crazy finding yourself in an adult diaper aisle, just edging towards the diaper because you know you're that angry. Hulk smash. Wow, craziness. So I had to end with that one on destinations because nobody thinks they could do something as crazy as her, but the truth is if you're angry enough, you will. Because that leads us to how do we navigate around anger? We obviously, anger destroys stuff. Anger brings us to places we um, should have never gotten to. So how do we navigate around this? Because what I don't want is dissension in relationships. What I don't want is me doing sinful stuff. What I don't want is going down the diaper aisle, acting really crazy. How do I navigate around that? So we're let's look at five different ways we can navigate around, navigate through anger. And the first direction um, or, or thing we can do can be found in um, Matthew, eight, uh, Matthew 15, 18. And it reads like this. But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this defiles the person. Now, let me keep reading on. It's not up here on your thing, but let me read on because this is important. For out of the heart comes evil thoughts. So my thoughts come from my heart 
And then it goes on to say out of the heart comes evil thoughts and then murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness and slander. It is basically saying that from my heart comes my thoughts and from my, my thoughts should filter my emotion. And when my thoughts don't filter my emotion, I start behaving crazy. I start doing Hulk smash. And so the first thing that I need to do, we need to do is simply this change the way we think. We got to think more like Christ. And you may say that sounds great pastor, but that, how do I do that? I'm going to tell you how I do it. I stay in the word. I got to be honest with you. I have to be in the word. I have to Sunday's help, Wednesday's help, the small groups help. But I also on a daily spend some time in the word and then from time to time memorize scriptures, um, especially for anger with me. I told you it was an issue. I, I, I have a few scriptures that. So watch this. Now I'm getting angry. I got this emotion and it hits here and there's scriptures that filter it out. God's like, hey, man, you know, wait a second. Wait a second. You know, that's not how I would even perceive this whole thing. See, I got to allow God, the Holy Spirit and the word to change how I think through things. Um, we need to be, the, the Bible says that we should not conform to this world, but be transformed. Part of that transformation has to be in the renewing of our minds. That God wants to transform how we think about things. Number two direction. Proverbs 14, 29 says this, whoever is patient it has great understanding, but one who is quick tempered displays folly. This is talking about understanding that patience leads to understanding. And the second thing we need to understand or direction we need to do to navigate around anger is this seek to understand the situation. Seek. See, instead of acting um, ir irrational and quickly, right, it says be patient so then that you can have some understanding. Seek to understand. See, most of us say, you got me, I'm going to get you. And this says, slow down for a minute and try to understand. Do you even understand why this person is doing this? This may have nothing to do with you. But see, you, we want to um, go hawk smash instead of slow down. This may be they had a bad day. Somebody died in their family. They lost their job. Um, something's going on with them. And see, what Jesus would do is slow down and try to understand what's going on. Here's the other thing. I need to understand why I got so angry about what they did. Why, what in me caused me to blow up that um, um, for what they did, regardless of what they did. I need to understand them and I need to understand myself. I have to um, um, seek to understand the situation. And when I do that, when I slow down enough to do that, I can navigate around. Here's the um, third direction um, that we need in order to navigate around. It can be found in Proverbs 15:1, And it says this, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. It says when you, um, when you get got, let me put it that way. Somebody gets you, and you get them back, right? And so now I'm going to um, give them a harsh, I'm going to get them back. It goes bad. It says when somebody gets you and you get them, it goes bad. But it says a gentle answer. Whew. It's really saying this. We got to change how we communicate with other people. 
See, because what we want to do is you got me and now I'm going to get you. But what the word tells us to do is that we um, should not be trying to get them. We should slow down and change and think through how we can. We should gently um, have a conversation with them. See, the thing is, is we don't even like to hear that word gentle because what happens is, is we think people are going to treat us like we're some kind of easy way or we're some kind of punk. Like if I'm gentle with you, then you're going to run over me. You guys know what I'm talking about right now, too. You know it. And here's the reason why we believe that, because we've been gentle with people sometimes and they run over us and think that we're. (laughs) And so we're like, I'm just not going to do it. But let me tell you a quick story. I'm valeting. I'm 21. I'm valeting at the Rattlesnake Club downtown Detroit. It's this very famous um, restaurant. All these wealthy people go there. And so I'm, you know, I'm getting to see all these sweet cars and all this stuff. And the thing I didn't like is these people go in and spend $150 on a meal and give me a quarter for a tip for valeting. It would always anger me. And remember, I told you I had anger issues. And so anyway, this one lady, she would always come in and park herself and park where she shouldn't be parking. The owners of the building parked there. She'd always park there. Then I'd get in trouble because the owners would say, why is this person parking here? So me and her had this rift back and forth for a long time. And so one day she pulls in and um, it's raining and it's raining real bad. And she, you know, she, this, she was an executive. So she kept, she was looked, she always looked tight and had real nice hair. And so I got to be honest with you. I was watching out like, I can't wait for her to get out here and mess her hair up. I'm, I'm, I know, pray for me, but that's exactly what I was thinking at the time. Like, she's going to mess up her little do. I can't wait. And God was like, you know, you need to go out and gently ask her if you can walk her up with your umbrella. What? I told God, nope. Five minutes later, God said, you need to. I said, nope. We get a half an hour in, you know, it was raining hard. And God's like, hey man, you need to go out and walk her up. So I go out and I knock on the window and she rolls down the window. And I told you, me and her have been beefing for a long time. And she goes off on me. What you out And so I was like, Sigh. I was like, I just came to walk you up so you didn't have to get wet. I struggled. I struggled, y'all. I'm not gonna lie. I walk her up. She gets out. I walk her up. I don't, let me say something to you. I never had problems with this woman ever again because I actually listened to God. I did it with a bad attitude, and I didn't do it when He first asked me to. But a gentle, a gentle answer, gently. Here's the fourth. Mm. Proverbs 22, verses 24 and 25. Do not make friends with hot-tempered, a hot-tempered person. Do not associate with one easily angered, or you may learn their ways and get yourself ensnared. This is saying that who you surround yourself with can cause you to be angry or not. If you are with angry people, they can amp up your anger. Um, If you're with people who are not angry, they can bring down your anger. This is what 1 Corinthians 15.33 says. It says, do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Um, One of the ways I've heard it said is that a sponge, whatever a sponge is dipped into, that is what is squeezed out of it. If you're dipping into the wrong kinds of people, then when pressure and hard times come and it's time for you to get squeezed out, whatever those people are like, you'll be like. And you know what's interesting? Um, You know what I'm saying. There's some people in your life who will hype you up when you're angry. You know what I'm talking about. You don't let them do that to you. You go get them right now. See, here's the answer. We got to hang out with people who seek peace. We got to choose our friends better, people. We can't have friends who want to hype us up and see things go down. You know, they'll hype it up and see it go down and then won't be there when the things go down to help us. 
We have to hang out with people of peace. We have to surround ourselves with godly people who desire peace instead of pumping you full of anger. And here's the final, here's the final direction. It can be found in, um, I want to start with the Deuteronomy scripture and then move to the Proverbs scripture. And the uh, Deuteronomy scripture says it like this. Vengeance is mine and recompense for the time when their foot shall slip because the day of calamity is at hand. Their doom comes swiftly. God says, vengeance is mine. If they get you, you don't go get them. Here's the Proverbs scripture. Proverbs 20, 22 says this. Um, Do not say I will repay evil, right? Vengeance. I will repay evil. Wait for the Lord and he will help you. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. What this is really saying is let God be God. It's God's job to do the revenge, not yours. But see, we can't. When somebody gets us, we got to get them back. We do what Medea does. You, 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 you know, Tyler Perry and Medea. She was sitting in this, in the one movie, she's sitting in counseling with Dr. Phil and Dr. Phil asked her question. He says, why do you feel the need to always get people? Listen to the stupidity that she says. She says, well, when somebody gets you, you got God. And so you got to go get those who get you. So everybody gets God. That doesn't even sound it. It's stupid. But the truth is, is we do exactly like Medea. If you get me, I'm going to get you so that everybody gets God. And what the Bible says is God's job to do the getting. See, but do I trust that God? See, I don't know, because I don't know if I can trust that God will get him. I don't know if God will get him when I want them to get him. I don't know if God will get him as hard as I want him to get him. I don't know if God will get him in the timetable that I will get him. The Bible says God does the getting. God does the getting. The Bible says that God has justice. The Bible says that God has your pain. Got your pain. The Bible says that God... God is the one. God has got love for you and the person who sinned against you. And that God will eventually get those who've gotten you if you let him do the getting. Let God be God. And if we do this, if we would use these five directions, we'll find that we are not acting in anger. We will find that instead of having dissension and and craziness in our life, we'll find peace. We will find relationships that are flourishing in our home and with our neighbors and at church. We will find that people desire to be around us because we're people of peace instead of people of anger. Let God do the getting. Life Church Livonia, God wants us to be people of peace that prosper instead of making hardship harder. Let's pray. Father God, we're grateful for you. And I'm, I'm asking right now, any of you who are watching, if you do not have a relationship with God, this is that moment. I, I can't do any of this navigating without Jesus Christ in my life. And so if you've walked away from Christ or you um, don't have a relationship with Christ, just pray this with me. Jesus, I want you in my life. I want you to rule my heart because clearly um, anger is emanating from my heart. And so I need you to be the ruler of my heart. And for the rest of us, Jesus, that we would seek to follow the directions of the word of God instead of acting in anger so that we can um, live in peace and so that we can live with your blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a blessed week.